I'm Ali and welcome to 9 to 5 Rider, the podcast which explores the lives of enthusiastic amateurs who fund their horse habit with careers outside of the equestrian industry. In this episode, I share what I've been doing during lockdown so far and offer some suggestions for those impacted by the coronavirus, both with and without access to their horses. I refer to lots of links and free resources which are in the information section of the podcast. I hope you enjoy it and find it helpful. Hi everyone, it's Tuesday the 14th of April and we are just over the three week mark with the lockdown in relation to the coronavirus crisis. Um, I know this lockdown is having a huge impact on amateur equestrians around the country, particularly because many of us keep our horses at livery yards and livery yard owners are doing their best to manage this um, this restriction. Um, that could be that some of us don't have any access to our horses at all. Some of us may have free but hopefully appropriate um, access and essential travel to see our horses. And others may be on a rotor type system um, to ensure that social distancing is in place. So it's quite a challenging context that we're all operating in. Um, This podcast is actually not going to discuss the topic of riding. Um, There are various guidelines and feelings out there about whether riding is appropriate. Myself, I am not riding at the moment. Um, That is at the guidance of the livery yard where I keep my horse. Um, I fully understand why that has been put in place and I support the yard's decision to do that. Um, However, there's absolutely no judgment to the personal choices that people up and down the country are making in relation to exercising their horses. So the contents of this podcast today is really going to be about where I personally have got to in the three weeks of lockdown that I have experienced and that has been unmounted. I have had restricted access to my horse. Um, Once again, I just want to reiterate, I fully understand the reasons for that and I want to be fully supportive of the social responsibility that we all need to take um, during this time. So it goes without saying that any of my suggestions, particularly if they involve access in your yard, you know, you obviously need to be doing everything um, in line with the social distancing guidelines that are in place. But what I thought might be helpful is just to share some of the things that I have learnt in the past three weeks and these are practical things um, and it's just very much what people could be doing during this time. There's absolutely no should do's, there's no set path for this, there's no expectations, we just don't know where we're going and when we're going to come out of the other side. But these are some things that you could consider that might make things a little bit easier for you um, during this difficult time. I know um, three or four weeks ago, I was panicking about this. I've worked so hard over the winter um, in darkness, in low temperatures, in all of the wet that we experienced from around mid-September to keep my horse fit. Um, And, you know, I had a plan for this season. Um, That plan's gone out of the window, but it's important to remember it's gone out of the window for me. It's gone out of the window for Carl Hester. 
it's gone out of the window through for athletes all around the country who have been preparing for the Olympics, preparing for badminton, preparing for their local show. Um, and it's just, I, I just keep reminding myself of that. It, it's not just about my experience. Lots of people up and down the country are running into the same thing and wondering what to do with their animals and what's the best choices for them at this time. So all I want to share is, I suppose, what you could do and what I I personally have been doing during this time and some of my reflections. So I'm going to break the podcast into two sections. Um, One is around if you have no access to your horse, because I accept that some people may be in that position and finding that really, really challenging. Equally, um, I'm going to have the second section, which is about if you do have access to your horse and that is focused on unmounted things that you can do. I fully appreciate that limited access and not doing your, you know, the glorious three hour rides or competing that we normally associate this time with this time of the year with is going to be challenging as well. But there's obviously things that you can do with the horse there that you can't do if the horse isn't there. So I'm going to start with the first section, which is if you have no access. And the first thing I'd like to say is, could you have a break? And there's a bit about when these breaks are imposed on us, it really feels like there's not that permissive element. But it is okay psychologically to have a bit of a rest from this. If you're at a yard where you are comfortable and as happy as you can possibly be in these circumstances with how the livery owner is going to be able to look after the horse in your absence, if your horse is normally on full livery, for example, would it be possible um, for you to just have that break and be confident that your horse um, is laid off in a field being well looked after Um, you know we do see people athletes do have breaks we don't know how long this is going to be it's quite common for horses to be turned away for periods but I suppose if that's been imposed on you is there a bit where you can almost opt into it being a choice and something that could be positive for you and your equestrian partnership Um, it's just an option that if you are stuck at home rather than um, you know fretting about it which I know I certainly would be if I couldn't see my horse at all is there something about just being comfortable with do you know what me and my horse are taking a pause at the moment Um, not you know a pause in the relationship because I know we think about horses all day every day but actually in terms of my horse's fitness um, we're just going to take a bit of time out and give that horse a bit of a rest Now, this can be beneficial. Um, As I've said, we do athletes do it, but we also see that with younger horses that need a bit of growing space. So do have a think if you can, I guess, psychologically adjust yourself to the situation that we find ourselves in. The second tip, if you don't have access to your horse, is whether you could take a bit of time to work on your own fitness. Now, we're seeing this up and down the country. Um, We've obviously got Joe Wicks going on, which is a certain type of high intensity fitness. But actually, there are things that we can do as riders without our horses that will have a positive impact on our riding performance. Um, So a a big thing of that is balance. um, And there are various exercises that you can do that could improve your balance. 
Um, one example and something that I'm currently using, I'm working from home, um, I'm sat at a desk all day, I think generally if you work from home you get in fewer steps and you're less active, so I am um, effectively working between a Pilates ball and a chair. So I purchased a space ball, it was about £15. The one I'm on, I'm 5 foot 10, this ball is 75 centimetres in diameter and I alternate between sitting on the chair and sitting on the space ball. I know that this is going to benefit my riding as it engages my core, engages my lower back and is going to support me in having a more secure seat when I'm finally um, able to get back on my horse. Um, I use that space ball for um, abdominal workouts as well because we know that core strength is really, really important. And I just am doing those in my lounge every couple of days. Um, small rotations um, through the spine, some quite hardcore ab work, some shoulder stabilization exercises, which I'm actually using cans of beans for because I don't have appropriate, um, <laughs> appropriate weights or dumbbells in the house at the moment. But those are things that, you know, we, we can consider even just walking, keeping a little bit fitter could be really, really good for you. Um, so don't, you know, don't disconnect that personal fitness from your riding fitness because it absolutely will have an impact. Um, something just to shout out here is that I know there'll be a few shout outs throughout this podcast, but I know that um, Hartbury College did do a live session of equestrian yoga and there's lots of people within the equestrian community that are doing um, kind of free streaming and free sessions, which is just there to help everyone. Um, so do keep your eyes out for those. And if there's anything that I find before the publication of this podcast, I will um, add it in the information section. So, yeah. Just that, just that tip, work on your fitness, see if you can access a space ball, fully endorsed by Charlotte Dujardin from what I could tell from the Q&A with Carl Hester on Horse and Country this week. Um, and just make sure that you, you take the liberty of connecting that unmounted fitness to your fitness in the saddle. So tip number three for if you've got no access to your horse is to consider is there a way to get prepared for the season as and when it starts with your training. Um, what I've found over the years with horse riding is it can be quite theoretical um, and if you're moving through the levels in dressage or you do a lot of pole work with your horse or you're aiming for your next cross country actually something that you you could do in this time when you're not riding is research appropriate um, exercises or theoretical elements of your riding that will just help um, if it will help you in the future if you've got those in the, the back pocket ready. Um, so an example um, for me is um, I'm kind of working at medium level at the moment. Um, one of my aims for the year is to um, do a medium test and get at the 60-65% mark. That's what I was training for up until um, up until the lockdown. Um, but obviously the next the next stage up from that is advanced medium and um, that's when we start looking at the flying changes. Um, I can't speak for Apollo but I certainly that's going to be a new movement for me training a horse. Um, so something that I've been doing is watching videos. There was a great video on horse and country, Pammy Hutton's Half Halt. Um, episode 5 was all about 
teaching the flying changes and I've worked um, I've watched that episode had a think about it and it's just given me a bit of something to consider I'm not going to be introducing them anytime soon but it's a skill it's something that I can look at and think actually I understand the, the um, theory Another thing that I've managed to get my head round while I've been on this um, on this lockdown is the difference between Traver and uh, Romver. Um, that has taken me a little bit of time, but as I've developed my in-hand work, which will be something we'll discuss when we're talking about having access to your horse unmounted, um, that's that's really really helped me to just understand that skill and the configurations it has on on the horse's body. So there's some elements of training, movements, even watching dressage tests on YouTube, um, things like that that um, might really really help you there's a really good section of free videos on horse and country tv at the moment between ross Cantor and caroline moore those will also give you some just short snippets they're quick and easy to watch of exercises that you can plan to do in the future when lockdown happens and we all know you know you can leave work it's a busy day you turn up to work in the car um, and have you given any thought about that session what you're going to do with the horse that evening what your aims are you might have if you're quite a structured person but you may not have and just having to think about that during this downtime um, could be really really useful to you Okay, so I'm going to move on to some tips on uh, keeping your horse fit, perhaps things to do with your horse during lockdown while you're in an unmounted situation. So you may have an hour a day, you may have two hours a day um, during your essential visit to your horse, you may have less than that. Um, but this is just some of um, my, my suggestions and things that I've learned in the past three weeks um, for things that you can do. So the first one will come as no surprise whatsoever, and that is groundwork. Um, I'm going to place this in a different category to in-hand work. Um, groundwork to me is that basic, basic work um, that we do to ensure that horses' manners are good and that they are safe to handle. So this could be really appropriate for you if you've got a young horse. Um, it could be appropriate for you if you've got a bolshie horse. But actually, rather than what we would normally do is get up to the yard and be really keen to saddle saddle up and get on with our riding, that investment in groundwork can be really important for your own safety and just making your horse um, a pleasant person to be around. So if you've got a horse that is bargy, um, that doesn't move away from you, doesn't know how to go over, even perhaps if you've got a horse that is a, is a poor loader, um, this um, gives you an opportunity if you've not got that time to ride to have a think about what exercises you could do on the ground to just make your horse more pleasant to be around um, you know does your horse walk calmly to and from the field what can you do about that if it doesn't does it stop when you stop will it back up for you um, will it move over from your hand does it let its feet be picked out in a in a calm and confident manner? If you've got any of those snags or, or things within your handling of your horse that you're 
not comfortable with um, and you know maybe even make you feel unsafe um, we obviously you know part of this not riding is to avoid any burden on the NHS so I would always you know personally I always wear hat and gloves um, if I if I feel that it's a situation that requires it but could you work on any of those things during this time um, so that would be my first one, groundwork. Um, I am doing bits and pieces of this with, with Apollo. Generally, he is very well mannered. I'm very, very lucky. I think it's just his sort of sensitive, warm blood type. Um, but I will talk a little bit more um, about the kind of groundwork that I'm doing with him in the unmounted fitness section. So the second section is about in-hand work. Um, and in-hand work for me is different for ground work in that it is more like in-hand dressage. So for me, if I was seeing someone doing um, in-hand work, um, I would expect them to have the reins over the horse's neck rather than the horse being led around on a lead rope, for example. They would have a caverson or a bridle on. The rider would have, the handler rather in this instance, would have a, a whip and to communicate with the horse as an alternative to the leg and the in-hand space is used I suppose to develop dressage type skills so rather than the the safety and the handling skills that could come from grand work and desensitization and that kind of thing in-hand is really a space to improve your horse's dressage capability um, and I've been doing this with mine it was my absolute first thought when I was unable to ride um, was that this was a real chance to do some in-hand work with Apollo um, I'm not very experienced in this space I've had one one lesson in hand which was very valuable to me um, and I have read a book about in-hand schooling and I continue to read that book on in-hand schooling um, pretty much every night during lockdown so the type of exercises that you would do in hand um, are very much like a schooling session. So this can vary from walk to halt, um, 10 metre circles, 20 metre circles, flexion, serpentines, changes of rain. But the benefit that I'm finding of it is that Apollo is really having to think um, for himself and respond to very very light aids and get a real feeling for his own body. Um, as I said earlier in the podcast at the moment I'm, I'm working at getting established at medium level and in my last lesson um, before lockdown ensued um, we were continuing and no doubt we will continue because this has been going on for months and months and months to get that half pass looking really really good. Um, and actually, this is unbelievably something that I have been able to do in hand um, with a bit of stimulus. So um, because Apollo's got these skills under saddle, I was able to get the leg yield really, really quick and the shoulder in really, really quick. Um, and again, as we mentioned, some equestrians are offering some really, really good um, free tips. So um, I was very, very fortunate that we have a local American Grand Prix rider called Colleen, Colleen Hoxtra, Knox Dressage. And she was on Facebook offering some free tips and advice on a variety of subjects. And she would write back and give you some guidance. So a real shout out to her because that really helped me really encouraged me and it led me to really really think that there was something positive that I could do during this lockdown. So I contacted Colleen probably about 
10 days ago and I said to her my situation that I've got a horse he's well mannered he's well established he's good under saddle he's got these shoulder in and leg yielding skills however I really want to just build my confidence to get the travers right in hand and to from the back of that get the half pass in hand and Colleen was really really generous she wrote back and gave me a series of exercises that gave me the confidence to give that a go um, with Apollo um, and we have we probably we're probably doing around three sessions a week um, at around 25 minutes long um, that I've been able to fit into my hour-long slot that I'm currently being giving at giving at the yard um, and we have developed and I've actually managed to start getting a few half past steps from him in the in-hand work so this may be appropriate to you in the level that you're working at with your horse or it may not um, it doesn't matter the fact of it is is if you're able to do some good in-hand work some circles a bit of leg yielding or a bit of uh, turn on the forehand some lateral steps whatever works for you even if you're just able to take that time to communicate and listen um, and see how your horse is moving um, out of you know unmounted um, you know notice where that inside hind is going I'm constantly looking and wondering <laughs> wondering how well balanced Apollo is um, but definitely this is a, a really really great time to use it it's simple it's quick get the bridle on, pick up your whip. I always, always wear hat and gloves just in case. Um, but yeah, give yourself a chance that opportunity, give yourself a chance to get that sort of really nice suppling opportunity and allow your horse to, to work well and confidently um, under saddle. And I think Apollo is feeling the benefits. Um, I'm hoping he'll grow more confidence and I really, really do feel that this will benefit me the minute that I get back um, get back on him which I hope will be as soon as possible so just a shout out there to say thanks to Colleen Hoxtronox for those tips um, but otherwise there's some great in-hand schooling books and videos um, videos on YouTube there's also um, a masterclass with Charlie Hutton on horse and country which talks a bit about in-hand work um, looking at starting the PF steps which might be of interest to some of you as well so there's a few bits and pieces um, to get you started so good luck anyone that chooses to do that and do get in touch so the third tip um, is about unmounted fitness so I think it's very very easy to think that because I can't ride my horse I can't keep it fit in any capacity or I can only lunge and I think we'll all accept that you know lunging has its place but it also has its limitations um, and I suppose I'd just like to share with you some of the things that I am doing with Apollo to work on his unmounted fitness and this is beyond the in-hand work which is a, a key part of what we're doing as I said three times a week so what I would like to highlight from this is there is a, a book called equine fitness by um, Jacques Aristotle Balou. She is on Instagram and she also has a website where um, I'm pleased to say she's offering some free um, fitness type videos for horses during the lockdown period. Um, I've owned this book for a couple of years and I have to say it has totally changed my perception on equine fitness and looking at the horse much more holistically. So um, Jacques's book does not just talk about the kind of cardiovascular system fitness that we would associate with a long hack or hill work 
or the fitness of strengthening up the horse's tendons by doing some appropriate hill work or basic suppleness. The work that she has and the things that she mentions within this fitness book um, focus on the horse's balance, focus on the horse's hocks, stifle mobility, mobility of the neck, lifting the back. Um, she really brings in some simple exercises that have that anatomical benefit. So um, within Jacques's book, there is a mixture of exercises. Some of them are mounted, some of them are unmounted. Um, but just to give a summary, um, it's about conditioning horse's muscles, focusing on horse's posture. And the way she describes the book is it is about helping your horse stay fit for life which is obviously a great, great aspiration and particularly for those who've got older horses and want to keep them as mobile as possible. Um, so as I said, there are unmounted exercises. Um, she uses rein back a lot, turn on the forehand, exercising on different gradients, but she's also a real fan of pole work. Um, and pole work is something that hopefully you, you may be able to do if you've got an arena and a few poles at your yard. Huge fans of um, pole work at the moment all over Facebook. Um, pole work in walk and in hand or groundwork, perhaps using the phrases that I've already chosen, is really, really good for your horse's um, proprioception. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, so this is effectively helping your horse to learn where its feet are so when a horse is trotting around galloping around it's not necessarily thinking about where its limb is in space um, but going over poles really really slowly and in a considerate way does encourage your horse to um, consider this now it works well in the trot and the canter as well but in the walk you can get that really slow lift that has a positive impact on your horse's core um, so I've been adding this into my routine as I said this is with an hour's access throwing a few poles down um, just to give that kind of physio type exercise to Apollo's stifle um, hocks and core lifting the back as well is another benefit of it um, so there's some really really great things you can do but I would urge you to have a look at um, Jacques Ballou Aristotle's book Equine Fitness or any of the videos that she has because there's loads of really really great um, information in there that I've incorporated into my routine over the years and now have more time to commit to given that I'm not um, not mounting up and going out for a ride. Um, another exercise that I will highlight of hers is something called legging up um, and you may be able to do this depending on where your yard is so a key concern for me once I got used to the in-hand work I wasn't too worried about Apollo's suppleness I felt that was something that I could maintain um, but I was concerned about his sort of lower limbs he's generally quite fit he does a fair amount of road work um, and what you know what was going to happen if he was left to stand in the field to his his tendons etc etc so she suggests an exercise called legging up um, and I've been doing this around twice a week as she suggests and that is just doing a brisk walk on hard standing um, so I've got a tarmac lane just outside of my yard um, I do put Apollo in a bridle because I like him to know that he's working and I walk him up and down for 20 minutes on that hard road just to support that those legs and hopefully maintain some of the strengths that his strength that his tendons have have developed over the years so that's another good suggestion of hers 
So another um, kind of uh, unmounted fitness element that I'm going to mention is carrot stretches. These will not be new to anyone, but let's be honest, is this something that we do every time that we dismount? Um, Perhaps, you know, you, you, you might have to stockpile your carrots, dare I say, every time you go to the supermarket. Um, but these are a really, really useful thing that I am now. We're in a lockdown and I'm unmounted. I'm doing every single day with Apollo. Um, and once again, um, a professional has, has stepped in and provided um, a bit more instruction and support. So I've been doing carrot stretches for a while. Um, the usual, you know, nose to the point of pelvis you know, carrot between, you know, stretch between the legs, lift the horses back up, etc, etc. But um, horses inside out, which many of you will know is the fascinating, um, I guess, organisation that paints horses skeletons and muscles onto their body and is run by a very enthusiastic lady called Gillian. She is blogging during the lockdown and providing some great videos and anatomical um, anatomical blogs to give you some top tips on how to do your, your carrot stretches correctly, giving really, really good lateral flexion. Um, and again, these things are, are all useful, keeping your horse's um, spine and longissimus muscle fully mobilised. Um, I have noticed, probably no surprise, all horses are slightly one-sided. My horse does not bend as well to the left. Um, and I have, have picked that up through doing these carrot stretches day day in day out and I will continue to do it to improve Apollo's mobility on that side. Um, this is a five minute thing so you know even if you've just got that half an hour quickly see the horse in in the field find a safe space away from other horses and could you do your carrot stretches. Um, Gillian has some top tips but as usual do wear a hat if you feel that that is appropriate for you um, and just make sure that the horse is on good ground because they can um, reach around quite quickly and hastily they're obviously stretching quite firmly um, and that can cause them to shift their balance a little bit so I don't tend to do mine on the concrete I do it on um, on gravel just to make sure that there's no chance of Apollo um, moving on top of me um, just another one in and around that there is a good video on horse and country um, around equine physiotherapy it's a 20 minute long video um, if you've got access to horse and country and you've got a subscription that talks about carrot stretches and that also um, talks about um, the proprioception pole work exercise that I have mentioned in this segment um, so two things to look at there is at Jacques Bellou um, on uh, Instagram or on her website which I'll add to the information and horses inside out for some um, beneficial stretches for your horse. So the final thing um, I would like to mention um, on the um, if you have access to your horse segment is something called the Masterson method. Um, I personally I don't think this is that well known but I think it is absolutely amazing. Um, I picked it out of probably from Jacques Bellou's book. So I've been doing this with Apollo for around five years um, and I know that riders um, and amateurs can be you know that there's a nervousness around doing stretching and mobility work on your horse and will I hurt him um, and also there's a cost element to paying for professional physiotherapy for your horse um, you know on a consistent basis 
Um, but what I really, really like about the Masterson technique is that it's incredibly light touch. So um, you're not going to do any muscular damage to the horse if you get it wrong. It's almost as much as stroking stroking him or her but if you get it right I've had huge amounts of success with it with um, tension release so it's not the easiest thing to explain but one of the key um, the key techniques that Jim um, shares is something called the bladder meridian exercise and this works from your horse's pole um, all the way down to its back fetlock it's a really simple exercise to start trying um, but I have to say um, when I'm doing it with Apollo I probably go so slowly I spend half an hour on either side um, just gently touching him along this bladder meridian line um, and watching him yawn and chew and blink and twitch as the tension um, releases as a result of my touch. So it's a really, really interesting um, exercise. It might be seen as a bit quackery by some people. Um, but Jim does work, I believe, with the um, USA endurance team and uses this method. I really like it. I've learned a lot from watching um, Masterson Technique videos, um, reading Jim's book, which I've got, um, which is called Beyond Horse Massage. And I feel like I've kind of got a grasp of these techniques now. I use them probably. I try and do Bladder Meridian normally once a month with Apollo, um, but some of his other exercisings, um, focusing on your horse's um, sternum and scapula, so some of the big joints um, and muscle groups within the horse, um, I do a little bit more regularly. Um, Another, you know, again, Jim has stepped into the fold. He is doing some live Facebook chat, but he's also promoted this um, method, you know, very, very liberally over the years. And you will be able to find him on um, him on Facebook and also some videos in relation to this technique and the responses that you need to look for on YouTube. Um, so I absolutely love it. It's easy. It's calming. Um, my horse responds really, really well to it. And it's just giving that op opportunity for your horse to release all the tension in its body. And again, it doesn't require a saddle. It doesn't require a bridle. It just requires a nice, quiet space um, for you to listen to your horse and read his responses. Um, so I really hope that some of you have the chance to explore Bladder Meridian line, um, ex line release. Um, I think it's great and I'd love to hear how you get on with it. Um. Okay, everyone, so I think that's it for today. That's as far as I've got with what I've learned about being unmounted during lockdown over the past three weeks. Um, I really hope that some of this is helpful for you. Maybe by next time I will be able to pronounce proprioception. proprioception. I'm still working on it. Um, if any of this has been useful for you or you've got any feedback about this podcast, it would be really, really great to hear from you. Um, my Instagram handle is at 9to5rider, that's 9to5 numerically, or I'm also on Facebook, uh, Facebook page 9to5rider. I really want to send my best wishes out 
to you, um, your horses, your family and friends during this really, really difficult time with coronavirus. And I look forward to hearing all of the great stories that we're going to have when we're on the other side and back out and about enjoying our horses. So stay safe for now. Thank you.